1: welcome to the dr joe show yeah okay I, was, I thought maybe you know i had to do something else because i was waiting tom to see whether there was going to be another i mean sometimes Tom, you just do these amazing things this was an amazing too it was that lovely theatrical pause. It was, it was crisp you, know, you it's a you got to
2: leave at least a three second pause i've realized if you want real effect, like it's true it's true i
1: uh-huh. say that to my dog all the time you know just be take care of your paws Uh, there you go thank you so um but i i really don't want to pause that much because we have such an important topic tonight but before that tom you went on vacation you want to just tell folks a little bit about your holiday
2: yeah so i took a trip to espana shout out to Kalen jenkins brown of enchanted memories travel spain interested me for a while i it came down to flight prices and you know, I had read a little bit of Spanish history reading, um, to Catalonia for some reason. I, I expected it to be colder, I don't know. <laughs> When I think war, I think colds. That's, that's my, that's my baby brain. When I think reading George Orwell's uh... like writing about the bar the Catalonia in the mountains, I'm like, Oh, it's cold. And I go there and they're Quaker Paris and palm trees. <laughs> but, uh, of course, masked like a good little sheeple on the plane. It was a fun time. And I want to get it in there this summer because I-, I just feel that that weird feeling that you're just out of time. Uh, as of this recording tomorrow, I will be 30
0: years old. That's right. Wow. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: I, over most of, for you. huh?
2: Most of my yeah. eggs will be gone. Uh, oh. I can't reproduce.
1: You'll be surprised.
2: Uh, let me introduce them first. Then I'll ask them my question.
1: Well, remember that guest we had who said, I don't know if it was his quote or not, I said, Life is short, but it's the longest thing you'll do. Yeah. Like, pretty good, mm. you know? But this show is not the longest thing you'll do. So, with that in mind, Tom, please introduce our guest for tonight. Absolutely,
2: Dr. Joe. Tonight we have back Horizontal Sleeper. Yep. Son of a dead guy. Founder of the Church of J Town, Dave Anthony. Mm
0: -hmm. That's true.
2: Dave Anthony is an American comedian, actor, screenwriter, and podcaster, making appearances on Marin, Veep, Arrested Development, The Office, and of course, The Dr. Joe Show. He is best known as the creator and co host of the comedy podcast, The Dollop, in which he tells notable stories from American history to his friend and fellow comedian, Gareth Reynolds, who has not heard the story before. The pair have a second podcast, The Past Times, where Anthony picks a paper from a day in history and reads it to Reynolds and a special guest. Since twenty nineteen, Anthony has also co-hosted the podcast The Audit with writer Josh Olson. A little bit twenty nineteen was West Wing thing, right? Now it's yeah, the, Wikipedia. The, uh, yeah. You're wrong. You're
0: wrong. <laughs> Welcome back. Thank you. Thank so
2: I'm you. wondering. Dave, there's I I just think of the different times in history where the goalposts are at such different points. Like I mm-hmm. remember the Aaron Burr story where he's like out trying to jump on ships at six years old he's attending college at 12 do you think we're at a new point like that where people a hundred years from now are going to be like wow he had a he had a house at 26
0: (laughs) yeah i think we're kind of already there as far as a house at 26 yeah i think that the goalposts have have rapidly changed uh and i think a lot of people aren't aware of it yet Particularly like boomerage people, I don't think they really grasped how hard it's going to be for their their kids and people below that. Like, uh, But it's definitely, I think a, a lot's changed for very
1: rapidly. Yeah. In, in what way, Dave? Where are the goalposts now compared to where they were and how long ago?
0: I think it's just, you know, I'm Gen X, um, so I graduated in the early 90s. Even though I came out in a horrible recession, I still had opportunity and Um, the costs of my education weren't prohibitive to essentially the rest of my life. Like I I wasn't burdened with student debt that I couldn't dig out of fairly easy to buy a house, even in California at that time. And then getting a job that paid decently. And that I, you know, I mean, think what you want is like rent to be 25%. I would say that's about what I had. I I think that's all gone. It just seems very predatory on every level. Yeah. Yeah, I don't and i don't know how that flips or turns around you know
2: and this ties in with our talks before is like when we have a generation of young men that are struggling and not meeting these uh these ideals of the self-sufficient man it's like oh you can Mm -hmm. either say it's external or internal yeah just find someone else to blame
0: yeah always find someone and then right that's where right-wing populism you know springs to life and so which is the scary part but yeah it's but well, you have a lot of people that, you know, essentially you, you're, you grow up being promised the American dream, right? And, and that's sort of a fallacy at this point. I mean, it was never, we've never had a society where it's easy to succeed and move forward and, you know, move up class levels and all that. Um, but now it's almost nearly impossible for these, the young people. And that just breeds resentment because you, you, you're grown, you grow up being told, you know, eh, the sky's the limit, whatever you want to do, just work hard. And that and then you get out there and you realize working hard has nothing to do with it.
2: Or that you're not a man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're not a man. Uh, it's, it's pretty brutal. Like I, you know, I have had situations where, you know, times in my life where I've lived in poverty and it's, it's devastating. And it's, it's just, takes everything out of you it's it's exhausting it's an exhausting experience yeah we have a lot of people there a lot of people there
1: and how how do you think we got here is there is there a way out i i'm an optimist so i i think there's a way out but
0: i mean there is a way out i think that i mean it we're sort of past an electoral solution i think our solution has to be a mass protest and shutting everything down because the people controlling the levers just don't care i mean i don't think there's anybody in office who really is gonna help people like we've seen it like we watched it enough now it's been going on for too long they're all they're all controlled by you know wall street and corporations and until that's gone it won't turn around but look when this country was doing well economically it's when we were the 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 rich were getting taxed out of their minds like Mm -hmm. 90 percent. i think if we went back to that i think if you know we took away all the billionaires money and used it on things for society yeah but i think things would turn around very quickly
2: and i think that a whole lot of people are waking up to that and i think that kind of brings us to the topic of trying to suppress that yeah (laughs) well here we are
1: we're right at that moment at that topic so what what is going on what is that suppression about where is it coming from and let's talk about it
0: i mean we we had a period similar to this which was you know post the, the late 1800s and that's when that's when the congress was the same thing it was called the millionaires club and and they they were controlled by the rich much more than in other periods and right now we just have an entire society our media our politicians it's all controlled by the rich they pull the levers they're they're the ones getting people to fight with each other by going on fox news and anything else and getting people upset about trans people or gay people in schools that's all coming from from wealthy people and think tanks and all these organizations just you know when you're when you're super rich what's the best thing that can happen take the focus off yourself make people fight below you make them fight with each other and as long as these guys have control over the media and everything else, it's just going to keep going that way. And it's, it's
1: all media do you think, or are there are there any pockets where there's reality left?
0: It's very interesting. I, you know, uh, I think like a great example of what we had and is now gone because a rich guy took it over is Twitter. Yeah. Um. The other day we had that the hurricane hillary tropical storm situation here in la and and previously you know when there were fires here or earthquakes or whatever i would go online and i would easily be able to search in twitter and find experts that i could follow in that moment and know what was going on or people on the street who are actually filming stuff or talking to people and this tropical storm hit and there was nothing you if you tried to search it what came up were what we call the blue checks which are people who pay Elon for a monthly subscription and they're they're just it's nonsense they are there they're mostly climate deniers they're mostly right wingers and they live in a different reality and so they're just putting stuff up that's not real and it's like a great example of when a billionaire takes over but i think there are pockets of stuff i think there's definitely there's, there's news sources. There's, you know, I'm a big fan of uh, David Sroda and the lever um, uh, the, uh, Walter Bragman. There's, there's journalists that I go to, there's scientists that I go to, to read about COVID and climate change and stuff, but you have to seek them out now yourself. I don't think they come to you. You have to go
1: find them. It It's such a dilemma. This, 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 antagonism that we live in, this world Mm -hmm. where, I mean, the way I see it's this enormous cortisol response, this stress hormone. And I don't know if you know some of the brain chemistry, but cortisol interferes with dopamine, which is a Mm neurohormone of pleasure. Very difficult to feel pleasure under stress. And cortisol interferes with oxytocin, not oxycontin, oxytocin, which is the neurohormone of trust. Very difficult Mm -hmm. to trust anyone under stress so we we have a global stress response um i think it was it was highlighted from covid but it's mm. been around much much longer than covid you know i was hoping that covid would would help mm. unite people a little bit yeah about yeah you common enemy <laughs> he
2: held on to that for a while yeah. but, but that <laughs> well has
1: not been the case
2: uh...
0: Yeah, you, you, I think at the start, that was sort of the hope like, oh, this will make people sort of come together. Well, then the we see Nancy happens.
2: Pelosi's two freezers of ice cream. Like,
0: that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that doesn't help.
1: <laughs> but, but it's still, you know, I, I think we were hoping it would come together, but it still reflects this human need that in order to be a group, we have to have a common enemy. Mm-hmm. Now, Dave, we had,
2: um, if you know the trans activist Eli Ehrlich, we had her on a few weeks ago. And I brought up the big fight that happened in Glendale with the mm-hmm. school boards. And the, and there was Proud Boys. I think it was Patriot Front down there, too. And Tom, you weren't can the you thing of can you give us it, a, b- a
1: bit more of a background of it? Because I, I think a lot of people might not Yeah, the, yeah. context.
2: So, so the uh, school board in Glendale.
1: And Glendale is, is in, in California. Yeah,
2: okay. Where... It was a vote to recognize Pride Month, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Like school was not in session. It was just, yeah, recognize Pride Month opening shut. And this became a way bigger issue than it had any right to be, where there were protesters from all over and and not just like Proud Boys, but like Patriot Fronts, I believe uh, NSC, a few people there from there uh just swarms the place and there's video of them like punching parents and counter protesters Mm -hmm. it's like really scary stuff and and dave was there in the thick of it
0: i was indeed you were there i was there yeah i was involved in it um i knew it was going to get violent so i went down there expecting that Hmm. it goes it's funny it it, like you know talking about what we were previously talking about they're this is astroturfing they're being pushed and paid by larger forces uh i'm in a parents group in glendale there's this guy jordan henry who's sort of the spearhead sort of leading all this he started during covid he started coming to board meetings so they were all on zoom and he would start ranting about crt or communism and other stuff uh, which had nothing to do with anything that we were talking about or dealing with in our schools and um, he was m- not saying the name of the town correctly. He was calling it uh, La Crescenta Glendale, which nobody does. You live in Glendale or you live in La Crescenta. You don't live in both. I mean, you, you <laughs> technically, if you live in, there is parts of La Crescenta that's in Glendale, but you just say La Crescenta. You don't say I live in La Crescenta and Glendale. So we were like, okay, this guy doesn't live here. Sure enough, we found out he lived somewhere else um, in a town nearby and kept saying, well, I'm going to move there and my kids are going to go to school there and disrupting every meeting. Every meeting he's coming in and, and starting all this nonsense and distracting the meetings. And then uh, and then he did move into the district and uh, did not put his kids in the schools. His kids are in private schools. And this continued on and on. And then he started specifically attacking teachers by name. uh, this is mostly when the anti-trans stuff really took off, and uh, we had a fight at the school between uh, groups of students, uh, anti anti uh, LGBT people, and then you know attacking a booth that someone had, so it it was getting heated, um, and and again this is all started by this essentially one guy stirring it all up. He's not, and then he started having private meetings, telling uh, people you know how to attack, and and he has a like a manual of how to do this and someone got a hold of the the basic points he's making and they're they're from they're from think tanks they're from larger organizations around the country um then we started doing uh someone started doing freedom of information acts on who was asking for um freedom of information act stuff (laughs) And we found out that it's like it's organizations like there's one out of uh, Michigan that's uh, the Mackinac something, and they're a big right wing group. And they're why? What are they doing? Asking for information about teachers and students in Glendale. Um, so yeah. we're finding these different groups around the country, and it's just to stir up trouble. It's just to at the end of the day, they want pri- the public school money for private schools. A couple of them admitted it. One of one of them said online, "If you just give us our thirteen thousand dollars in taxes, we'll leave you alone." So we know what they're up to. So this, when this big day hit, and I started seeing Proud Boys are going to be coming down from Bakersfield and Fresno, and um, we have a very well-known fascist here, Tony Moon, um, who hits hits journalists in the street with uh, you know the metal drink containers. Um, always always out fighting on the street and i saw that they were all going to be there so i i put on you know i was in you can't tell who i am because you don't want them to know who you are because they're always taking photographs and pictures of you that's what nazis do so if you're going to go to these things i highly recommend you obscure who you are um and we went down there and i was essentially i knew a lot of parents were going down there and didn't know what they were getting into so i was like what you would call anti-faw, I guess, which just means I'm against fascism and I'm going to try to protect the people that are more innocent and naive of this situation. And they were, they were trying to, so they had us blocked off between the two groups. Uh, most of the parents from my district who are of the groups I'm in took over the meeting. So these people couldn't get inside because we had everybody there, every seat filled before they could get there. So they had to do all their stuff outside And they were there for fights and they would try to swing around the back of the groups. And, of course, you would watch it and you tell the police, hey, they're doing it. And the police wouldn't move. So we would have to move and stop them. And that went on for like an hour. And that's where you saw the fight, because they were trying to swing around to attack the parents from behind. And uh, people like me were trying to stop them from doing that uh and you know this is where we are this is this is literal fascism this is what fascists do this is what they've done for you know 100 years and they're it's the same tactics we've always seen it's the same start street fights to get on the news and if you get on the news and you, and you see uh, a white guy punching a person of color well then other races are going to get excited and then they're gonna also try to join that's what that's the whole thing they do they're always trying to start fights Fights get on the media. Fights bring the more attention. Fight fights bring the more recruits.
2: Because they always yes. get a control of how the video is spun. So yes. Uh, so Andy No, who is a yeah. fake journalist who poses mm-hmm. as a journalist. He he's such a compulsive liar that he faked having a British accent for like six months. Yes. Yes. He, did. Um, he is. <laughs> he is in league with like not just Proud Boys, but like. Groups like Falanga and um, Adam Waffen, who make the Proud Boys look like Boy oh, is Scouts. he?
0: He's uh, in in cahoots with Adam Waffen. That's terrifying.
2: He sent he's sent lists of like docs information. So when yeah. Elon Musk bought Twitter, he a, a mm. series of journalists were blocked were banned from Twitter, and they him. very conveniently aligns with a list compiled by Andy. No.
0: yeah, yeah, so, that's yeah, <laughs> that's him.
2: Um, so Google, Google, Twitter, Chad loader.
0: Um, yeah, that, Chad, Chad, I, who was someone I followed a lot. I, he's over on, uh, blue sky and other stuff, but he was a great journalist working against the fascists. And then he was gone
2: because it's, it's so easy to, cause I, I fell for it. I mean, I, I think most people did where Antifa was this huge, uh, shadow agency where you see, you know, a guy dressed in black. <laughs> punching someone it's like well i don't endorse that
0: it's you know what antifa is not a group it's no. just if you're against fascism it's you're a verb antifa. yeah it's not a it's not people when i went down there and had my face obscured i was automatically antifa because i was against the guys who were fascist like that's how you it the, my grandfather was antifa because he fought in world war ii like that's what it is
2: but we have a very we have a tendency to like say well maybe the maybe the the real answer's in the middle
0: yeah i know well th- i've had this discussion with people um you know in my area and and you know they say you know we need to find a middle ground and i go you can't you don't want to find a middle ground with them they're very right very very bad. they round up don't give them any you don't give them any inches they're they're fascists they're they're li- these are literal fascists i know people always want to be like oh you're talking I mean, these are literal in every sense of the word. Fascists.
2: They want an in, identitarian, authoritarian theocratic. Yeah. System. You
1: know, some some of our listeners I know have heard the word, but they may still not really understand what fascist means. How would you define fascist, Dave?
0: It it's a it's a thing that a lot of people have different definitions of, but um, I think the way I'm talking about these people is is they do not believe in democracy whatsoever they believe in authoritarian control they believe that the weak should be punished and driven out and they only want their way which in this case is mostly christian fascism but they are like they use they say we should have free speech but their goal is to end free speech Hmm. like they use free speech to end free speech so they are they are I mean, essentially, it's everything I don't believe. (laughs) It's hard to describe, but but people are like, well, that's the right wing. But it's like, no, these guys have gone beyond the right wing because these guys do not remotely believe in democracy whatsoever. They want power and they want it through brute force. And when we're talking about guys on the street fighting, you know, the the fascists are also violent and they're happy to use violence to get to get their means. They're very happy to do it and they know that it it brings in other violent people but you know like anything else they're like any other like very right-wing group They're this is a white movement it's incredibly white they only want their way um it's it's very interesting to watch like like florida i would say is is you know very much pretty close to a fascist uh state now like they're the the way the rules they're passing the laws they're doing it's really terrifying for a lot of people living there i mean people are legitimately scared to live there and now you see they come out and they say well you know slavery wasn't that bad because they learned stuff and uh, and they start to turn off their the black republicans who are like wait what and it's like yeah they're they're <laughs> they're they're moving towards fascism you, they're not going to like you. I, you think they're on your side. But so people always want to be like, well, they can't they can't be fascist because there's people of color in there. But that's, that's all. that's their favorite.
2: That's their favorite.
0: It's always been a part of fascism. There they've, have been Jewish Nazis, that, for Christ's sake. A hundred percent. I mean, there was a Pakistani group fighting with the with the actual Nazis in Germany. Like this is this is what it is. They use these they use these groups. But at the same time, they'll cast you aside in a heartbeat when it comes down to it but it's just it's just mostly pure authoritarian control i mean the more the more i look at history and the more i look at the confederacy i'm like that was fascism hmm. just pure and we just don't want to call it what it is because it's america but you know these guys have always been here people want to act like they haven't been but we've had we've had flourishes we've had some really ugly ugly times and people are, for some reason in America, they're scared to, you know, call fascism fascism. There's a lot of people are like, no, you're, you're being very extreme, but just go look at the classic fascists and then compare it. And there's, there's not, there's not a lot of light between our guys and, and them. And
2: just think about how, so one thing that's been buried is how popular Mussolini and Franco and Hitler were before mm-hmm. world war two. Mm-hmm. Like he was. Hitler was Time Person of the Year, if I recall correctly, once a year. Like, yeah, hmm. I
0: mean, look, it's the same thing we have now, which is, you know, like we talked about earlier, the the suffering of the masses can easily lead to that person becoming very popular, and and it's all it's always based around masculinity. Uh, but the favorite thing about Mussolini was he was obsessed with milk, and he wanted to make clothes out of milk and he was all about milk which is where the whole soy boy thing came from in Mm -hmm. art and i mean they're they're lifting things they're they're doing the same sort of stuff
1: but you know from my perspective this is just my perspective based on sort of evolutionary biology if you will um we can call it fascism but unfortunately it's a real dark side of who we are as human beings yeah Right? that we, we see competition everywhere, mm-hmm. we see limited resources everywhere, and the only way for us to survive is to take those resources and deprive somebody else of them. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be a struggle because the risk is that we, who are not fascist, superimpose the exact same model on people who we don't agree with so Mm -hmm. what about that dave is there where does that take you well
0: when when you say superimposing are what exactly do you like what's your
1: so there are things called mirror neurons right so mirror neuron Mm -hmm. is i will mirror the feeling that you have and my concern about about this is i'm not condoning any of this violence, any of this group mentality, any of this, my group is better because it's an in-group versus the out-group. But my concern is that it's so powerful a part of our brain that we do it without even realizing we're doing it. So now I'm part of my in-group. Fascists are now in the out-group. The Mm -hmm. out-group says, yeah, I'm a fascist and you're part of the out-group. And so that's where we create conflict i am again not condoning it but i think how do we really address this
0: how do you break that cycle it's yeah how do like you the, the more the more i go through history the more i sort of realize it's and this isn't always the case but a lot of the time it's a lot of people m- most people going can i just live
1: mm-hmm.
0: And a few people making things really, really hard mm. and making most people struggle. And most people are like, can I just go to church and go to school and go to my job? Yeah. Um, and and it's times like the I mean, that's the time we're in right now is there's there's people that are like, no, we're not going to let you live the way you want because we want to live our way chat I like a, I just I just watch it and I go I don't know how to stop it or how to address it or or what because I you know I think people are just born I think there's just a group of people that are born this way that it's it's how they come out of the womb and they're and they're ready to uh, to sort of inflict their way on other people and make it hard for other people they're just chaos makers I think they're part of the human being there's some of us that are just not get along people you know and they cause a lot of problems i mean i think everyone has in their family one person we're just like jeff just stop like (laughs) what are you doing you know there's just oh there's a chaos maker and right now you know we have a lot of chaos makers and when they feel empowered they get together in groups and they they cause trouble yeah but yeah i just wonder if it's part is it part of like Is it part of humanity in the sense that, you know, we don't actually have predators and we don't have anything like that. So are we just our
1: own predators at some point? Yes, I think that's exactly it. Uh, Because millions of years ago, we were not the biggest animal or the fastest or the strongest. We were isolated mammals, Mm -hmm. hoping not to be lunch. We were the prey. And then we formed these groups. Yeah. And our survival potential increased everywhere. But to be part of the group, you have to contribute to the group. You have to have value, and so when we see one group devaluing another group, it activates this ancient survival response. So when you say, "Dave, you know you're, you're a smart, intelligent person," say, "I I can't see a way out of this. How do we change this?" I think part of that is because we are now stuck in our limbic system where we aren't thinking we cannot mm. anticipate a future other than what we see right now. Yeah. But If we keep doing that, we know what the future will be. We'll just yeah. ourselves.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I can say like, okay, Tom just went to Spain. Did you feel, did it feel different in Spain? Oh, did you f- feel lighter? Yeah.
2: Lighter. <laughs> like, ton- like I wasn't like, I, I wore you, this you st- shirt uh on the street what's it say it says if this flag offends you i'll help you pack and it's a trans flag ah,
0: <laughs> nice. i can like i think you're right in in the society we live in here in america i think it's it's that it's that like that that thing is in us and it's it's vibrating and it's going when i go to another country when i go i was in italy recently i i've I go to Australia a lot. It it's gone the minute I hit the ground. Really, I feel completely different. Wow, uh, all of the tension is gone. It's it's really like being in, you know I was raised in an alcoholic household. It's like being in an alcoholic house with the alcoholic, and then leaving and going to your friend's house.
1: Huh. It so what, is. What are you observing different in these other countries, Dave? What do you notice? I I wish I could there is a lightness
0: to them and less tension I think every single place you look here I think it is tense and angry and uh aggressive and I and even if you took out the stuff that we're going through now even still we have we have climate change which I, everybody has but America's a a leading force in causing it and uh, and then you have guns, and that doesn't make like that just makes life not great. And you have the healthcare system, which is at any moment I could just do that's it. it could I can just be ruined. like so uh, they don't have that in other countries. I think the healthcare system is a big part of it because, I think it's a taxing, uh, just a a daily taxing thing for people, even if they don't realize it. Like no one, if no one's there to take care of you, if you know there's no net, if there's no one to help you, well, then life's just harder. Yeah. And you're going to be under stress.
2: It's, I would describe it. The tension, the tension is like being with a group of friends and there's one person that everyone hates. And we're just waiting for that, for one friend to just start hitting on them. They're like, oh, I thought I was the only one that felt that way. We haven't had that moment (laughs) yet. <laughs> because, yeah, so many of us—dare I say, like most of us—are playing along to a degree. Because, like, ask anyone—I'd say under fifty—it's like Democrat, Republican. I don't give a f-. like we're beyond no, no. team sports.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I very much feel like I'm at the point now where I'm stuck in a country with two cults, mm. one worse than the other, but they're just yelling at each other, and I'm just standing there going. Well, What you guys when are you guys gonna stop?
1: Right. Right. And and that creates this stress response in all of us. And as soon as we're I mean, when there's a critical mass of people under stress, you're going to Mm -hmm. you're going to be attracted to a group where you feel safer. There's actually a whole nother brain chemistry involved in this called vasopressin which is the precursor to oxytocin. It's it's a chemical that's released when one group is being attacked by another group. It's not the chemical that creates the attack. It binds you together when you are attacked. And that's part of the concern. We know we're being attacked by one group. But if we mirror that and continue to attack in response, now we've got, you know the kind of world that we have now incredibly difficult to do anything different because the yeah. fear is i'm going to be killed by this horrible group
0: right so you're watching you're watching like you know that woman that hung the flag yeah um well, horrible the gay pride flag and then she right. gets killed for it and then right. so the the answer so you know what's the answer because if you don't react back then then what they're just shooting you because you wear a, a pride t-shirt you have you have tom shirt on they're just going to kill you now like it's they are they are violent our our side is not is not looking for violence they are looking for violence they are looking to kill they're looking to kill gay people they're looking to kill trans people they want to harm them
1: yeah it's it's absolute conundrum how do we how do we get here i think again i, th- I think we've always been here i think it's just now yeah. we've been exposed more and People are more aware of it. And I think it's scaring a lot of people. But we have to, as I say, keep it frontal, don't go limbic. We've got to think this mm. one through. How do we rationalize it? I mean, the fact that it's in America is really interesting because, you know, there were these very peaceful people in America until pilgrims came. Yeah. And the pilgrims, I think, I mean, this is just hypothetical, represented. A group of people who were determined to do something different um to escape you know the the corruption and the oppression of their people of their countries and then slowly but surely created it
0: yeah they they became
1: oppressive yeah
0: <laughs> i there's a guy really i, I do it we did a doll about him a thomas morton and he came over and he was, he was here when the pure, I mean, essentially it was a theological you know, state at that point, those, those places. And he was like, I don't want to do this. And he went off and started his own, like, it's like a commune. And, and I believe there was like gay sex and they were hanging out with the natives and they were just partying and having a good time. And it's kind of what you'd want society to be. It was just like free. Let's enjoy ourselves. Everybody take care of each other. And then the Puritans came and, you know, killed them. Cause that's, cause you're right. That's what they became. They, they became what they fled. Yeah. I, I don't know how to stop it. I, it it is. It, and it, and it totally makes sense. Like something chemical within us changes and mm-hmm. because of the situation, but then, you know, th- so then where are you? Like, but you, you have to talk to everyone and go, your body is, is sort of working against your best interests. Uh, uh, yeah i don't know how it plays out but history's not uh, uh, great it's not on our side
1: on this one um no it's, it's not good. and again from an evolutionary point of view this goes way 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 back yeah but we now have a brain that can anticipate the future
0: mm-hmm.
1: and if we keep doing what we're doing we know what the future will be yeah you know we will destroy ourselves yeah, it certainly makes me think. So we were talking up air about a particular situation. Tom, you want to introduce that in?
2: Sure. So if you've been on the internet, if you've been on Facebook, if you've been on Twitter or X, uh, you have seen posts from one Prager U, Prager University, mm-hmm. and they are a very well-funded uh, think tank that poses itself as an educational resource with simple five-minute videos. uh not overproduced at all, featuring intellectual titans like Dave Rubin, a man so <laughs> stupid, Joe Rogan thinks he's stupid, <laughs> Jordan Peterson, the anti Dr. Joe, just the whole cast of characters feeding not so accurate information about history specifically. And it has been approved for K through 12 in Florida schools, and I believe Texas is next.
0: Uh, Texas already, they approved it.
1: Oh, good. So, what are they approving, Dave?
0: uh so they they have videos um that's mostly what they've been doing for a while um they've been around for like five years it's you know they cover all all the political topics they'll cover well they especially cover climate change because i think about 40 percent of their funding is from fossil fuel uh people. the wilkes brothers mm-hmm. yeah they, they get a lot of funding from that type um and you know they'll cover racism, and they do some really horrific slavery videos of how slavery happened, and and um, they, you know they cover the gamut. It's all very very right wing. It is. It's astounding how false it is, and how many lies there are. It's it's the opposite of reality when they do their history coverage. They're five minute videos. They're very easy to share. They're they're very popular. And the goal has always been this: the goal has always been get it in schools, and change minds of young people, uh, so they they do at the when they when they do every video it says please donate. So they start out getting donations from rich people. Um, the guy who owns Home Depot is a huge uh, donor uh and they have gotten a lot of a lot of other like very very rich people to donate but then it started to change when the five dollar donation button hit um now they're now they're mostly funded by people watching the videos and I can't I cannot tell you how false the information is like it's astoundingly incorrect
2: I highly recommend Uh, our listeners to check out the audit on uh, the lever news network
0: yeah, we cover it. We have like Naomi Klein on to talk about climate change, and we have some like experts in in their fields to come on and discuss like what's wrong with what they're saying. Uh, and and you know the 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 goal has always been to get it in schools. There's been no other goal for them. They this is propaganda. It's straight up propaganda. And if you have a kid in a school and they want to show PragerU, you should send a. Note to the principal and say if you are going to shape show prager you i want you to take yeah. my child out of the class when you do
2: because mm. mind you there's nothing wrong with propaganda the dr joe show is propaganda the dope is propaganda you're propagating it, a message it is but I, I, sure I, we are <laughs> yes,
1: yes. Man. I'm
2: sorry i'm oh sorry so it, it's not so much <laughs> that we have a so we have a shtick we have an angle we're honest about our sources, though we were yeah. upfront about our opinions. So this yeah. isn't just like so. I had you know right wing teachers in high school who like taught us history and like geopolitics and stuff. They never like pulled everything a hundred percent out of their. Av- eh, they probably did here and there, but like <laughs> this is this is belief disregarding evidence. Pure yes, and simple.
0: It's a hundred percent disregarding evidence. It's uh, like you can we they did a video on healthcare and we went through it and pulled it apart. And it was sh- it, like, you could not believe the lies that were said from beginning to end. It was shocking. And it's every single video that they, that they put up there. It is just right wing nonsense. And it's and it's really bad because you're going to have a bunch of kids. I think, I think one of two things could happen. I think kids could believe this but i also think you have TikTok out there and you have other sources and kids might just be like come on uh this is
1: nonsense
2: don't we need this though to counter the left-wing nonsense
1: (laughs) but but that's a really important point is there a way for us then to influence the way this material is being seen the way the material is being interpreted by saying just just what you're saying dave you know here's a kid watching this and they can then say that is baloney Mm -hmm. how do we do that because then we've got some folks who are thinking about a different sort of community a different way of approaching the world and i suppose tom's right i suppose you know the dr joe show is propaganda in some ways but but it's much more optimistic i mean I, i really i have a lot of faith in who we are as a species because we are survivors, but we also are learning, we're learning so much more now about how that's happening. So, and that's part of what the I am is about. The I am is saying, rather than judge all these things as horrible, I don't have to like them, but I wanna understand them. And in order to understand them, I need to stay in my prefrontal cortex and remain rational. Doesn't mean I'm gonna be naive, but, Let's get to the the two truths of the I am. So I don't if you remember the I am is saying we're all doing the best we can with the potential of change in the very next second to another best we can. This is who I am, my current maximum potential, but I'm influenced by and responding to four domains. My home domain, we're talking about that. But in this case, the home domain is our country. So the social domain, which is our relationships with the rest of the world. Our biological domain of our brain and body, we're talking about that, which is you know pretty much the same across the world. And then the I see. How do I see myself? How do I think other people see me? That's part of what we're also talking about. But because the domains interact, a small change can have a big effect. We don't need to change everything. So, Dave, what small change can you recommend to our listeners based on what we're talking about tonight?
0: Well, this is—I mean, this is information, right? I mean, well, are we talking about PragerU or are we talking about the whole the whole ball of wax that we've talked about?
1: I mean, see, what's so cool is, as a psychiatrist, I get to ask these open-ended questions. You get to answer any way you want.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think, you know, from my perspective, I do I do the dollop, and and one of the reasons that we do it is because the way you one of the way you fight, fasc, fight fascism is with knowledge with historical knowledge um I think it's I think it's really important for people to read and understand history and and understand what these people are doing and just talk to people and counteract what they're saying I think knowledge is extremely important when you're dealing with these things that people are bringing up these you know we're talking about the the right wing and the attacks on gays and trans and and everything else i think that because the guy that i talked about at the beginning jordan henry he was on next door and he was doing his thing and he kept talking about communism and i i just went in there and i started going after him i started saying who 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 gets upset about communism when it doesn't exist Mm -hmm. who calls people communists when they're not actually communists what's the enemy of communism? And finally, we just got down to the point where he, he was basically understanding that I was calling him a fascist hmm. and then he disappeared and he went away. But I basically just brought up historical things and kept talking about thing. I think, I think knowledge is the number one way to attack these people and, and, and stop them from attacking others, but also, and I'm very bad at this. The thing I'm about to say, Phyllis Schlafly, we used to talk nonsense, absolute garbage and feminists would lose it and scream at her and call her dumb and stupid and everything else. And then you lose. And so I think it's don't rise to the, don't, don't, don't take the bait. I I really have to work on if I respond with humor back to
1: them, I crush them. Mm hmm if i yeah. respond with anger i lose that's right and that's exactly the mirror neuron thing so when if if they're angry and i get angry we got two angry brains but by using humor it it's it's diffuses it things rapidly you know the knowledge part is so important but isn't that also what's been corrupted now i mean how do you know yeah. what's real it's anymore? very
0: it, yeah, no, you're right. It's I've 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 had this discussion with people who are big big free speech people, and I said, but what does free speech mean when there's no truth? Yeah. So you know you're right. I I think that I think that with like if we're talking about like with kids and things like PragerU, I think if you 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 can take their videos and put them up on TikTok and counter what they're saying and neutralize them. But you're right. Like, uh, essentially, PragerU is what you're talking about. It's someone, it's rich people disseminating information that's false to pit us against each other and to keep control. Yeah. But how how do you, I can say things still in blue in the face, and some people are just never going to believe it.
1: Yeah. We also have have so many places where we get information now. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're all hearing different stories. It's like, you know, there's so many perspectives but what the im is trying to say is let's understand why somebody believes what they do without judging them because as soon as we judge them we're going to activate their primitive response and they're going to feel devalued you know respect leads to value and value leads to trust disrespect is about devaluation which leads to mistrust and we have a lot of that in the world right now a lot a lot so with that in mind, the second truth of the I am, because everyone is interested in what you think or feel about them through their IC domain, which has an effect on their biological domain, because you know it feels different when you feel respected or disrespected. When's the last time you got angry at someone treating you with respect? But because of this, the second truth of the I am, you control no one, you influence everyone. You get to choose the kind of influence you want to be. So, Dave Anthony, what kind of influence do you want to be? I wish I was a better one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I,
0: I hope that uh, I am the kind of person who is um, bringing the understanding of the imbalance that we've had so far in our world. And, and the harm that's been done to oppressed people and, and people who have a harder time. And I, I, that's kind of what my podcast is. like. My podcast is, well, it's, it's a, an homage to Howard Zinn's the People's History of the United States, right? It's like saying, okay, these are the people who, voices you didn't hear and who got trampled on and heard. And, and, and the cool thing about what I do is that I've had a lot of people write to me and go, I used to be a right winger. I listened to your podcast, and now I see it from a different view. Tom, were you a conservative? Were you more
1: conservative? So oh, you I the story. This is great. So I
0: ran the
2: gamut, like
0: really growing up.
2: Like as a kid, like you could just straight up call me a fascist, probably. So I was like, uh-huh. in when I was like thirteen, fourteen, I was very black and white thinking. I think it's some of it's on the spectrum, and obviously information diet like what was playing on the car radio yeah so and then gradually in college i became because i also have a contrarian streak i was very libertarian um okay like i made like a an ad for gary johnson for a class sure. like yeah. Because yeah he, and and eventually and during like the early trump years i was like one of those autistic 20 somethings that was like memeing it up being yeah quote quote, unquote pro trump like because hey he's entertaining like yeah and that that's the worst part is that like it gave such deniability to what he was what he was and what he is yeah
0: absolutely yeah
2: um and then i was part of the the online right sphere through do you know dick masterson no so he's he's not like a hardcore like right winger he's he's a libertarian like he's one of the the handful that's like actually super principled about it and he eventually just got more and more into online blood sports so like if you know the names ethan ralph make mm-hmm. Alaska,
0: mm-hmm. yep. and yep.
2: as i was listening to dick i was listening to them yeah and the fan base became more and more vehemently right wing i was a part of this group called the cabin boys because we get together and rent a cabin in tennessee and a lot of them are still cool a lot of them you could see the transformation in 2020 though and yeah. it took a pattern break for me. Uh, I've described it before, but like it, it as as I was driving from Connecticut to Massachusetts the day the lockdown started, I was listening to The Dollop. That was my first episode I was listening to was the uh, mm. Japanese guys that didn't know the war had ended and they were like, oh yeah
0: hero yeah.
2: And so that was as I was that became my pandemic listening. I have yeah. that on playing Animal Crossing day drinking and. <laughs> So I was getting a little more perspective. And then when the BLM protests started, I saw friends laugh reacting to videos of protesters getting run over. Ooh. So I'm like, do you give a about free speech actually?
0: Yeah.
2: And they don't. It's they don't. And so watching one guy in particular, um, because he had just had a baby use that as like some sort of rationale because he was just, cooking up all these hypothetical scenarios what if they come out of, you live in like rural wisconsin
0: that's I, that's the same thing that happened with mlk like there were people in iowa who were like he's oh, gonna yeah. bring the black dude
2: like just there's a comic that i always bring out um from the 60s of mlk talking to a reporter with a burned down city behind him saying i'm planning another peaceful protest for next week." oh yeah yeah, yeah
0: like, I've seen that this yeah.
2: is a thousand years old like it's yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, and it is part of who we are. We have to come to terms that they have to do something, and we yeah, will. I mean, I, I agree. like I said, I'm optimistic, but I'd like to think that we've had an influence on you, Tom. That the I am approach, at least, has given you a little bit of a hope.
2: Well, <laughs> sure, because like it's, we have to admit there's a problem first. Absolutely, because. Yep. We're where like people are gonna listen to this. It's like, oh, Dr. Joe's going we're endorsing no. We're not saying like right. vote this way, vote that way, because it's bigger, it's deeper than that. It's deeper than electoral politics, as we said. You know,
1: we talked about about this, you know, the in-group and the out group, but from my perspective, we all want the same thing. We all want to feel valued by somebody else. That makes us one group called humanity. And we need to we need to get to that group without having to have a common enemy
2: exactly and as i was trying to say a a few times when it's like how do we stop this how do we stop this i'm like give them health care
1: i mean
0: honestly it would make such a difference like all these things that are just like weighing people down are just brutal like it's not those political things that they don't want to do would make such a difference to all this like if you if you legitimately made steps on climate change i i think that would make a big difference with a
1: lot of people And I have no problem with climate change being the common enemy. Yeah. I have no problem with that because it addresses something that's threatening all of us, our planet. We're going to have somebody on in a few weeks to talk about it. But let's come together around that, if nothing else. But first, people Mm -hmm. need to believe it. Right.
0: I the first time I really like my mind was blown about climate change was when I stumbled across the eco fascists, yes on Twitter and they had a little they have a little tree next to their name and I was like oh people with trees and I started reading it, and I was like oh my god these these people are not what I yeah I mean it's you just like everybody has their own way of viewing things and it's just like wow we got some work to do here this is uh, one
1: of the exercises we, I know we're gonna end in a minute but. Have you done this exercise where you look at your finger? Okay, try try no. this. Look at your index finger and close one eye. And then yeah. open that one and close the other one and go back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, it moves. Right, because each of your eyes has a slightly different geographic location in the world, a yeah. slightly different perspective. Uh-huh. And there are billions of perspectives. And the only way we can get someone to share their perspective is for them to feel respected and valued, and then they can trust us with their perspective. And you know that's what we need. We have a world of mistrust, but that's an I am. If we don't yeah. like that, we can change it. What small change do we need to make in any of the domains? So that's that where can... media
2: literacy comes in. Uh...
1: Yeah, media literacy. Because there are
2: people that are genuine, like that, that are very interested. And Then there are people whose job it is is to take advantage of your willingness to listen.
1: Yeah, yeah, been that way for millennia.
0: Yeah, it really has. Yeah. And so, in that way, I think I'm sort of walking the walk and living how I want to live. Now, I will also say at the same time, I have extreme faults with getting getting very angry at people, as we're talking about, and calling people dumb. Like I, I definitely in COVID hit my limit of just like what is happening. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like uh, like if I if I could. If I could change that, if I could be like walk the walk, like put out there how I think people should be treated, and and uh, like I'm very righteous in that way, like I really very strongly believe that we should treat people better mm-hmm. and take care of people better. Um, and I won't back off of that, but I I could definitely be nicer. Yeah, I'm definitely going to win more people over with <laughs> being a
1: little kinder. Yeah, I mean, every time you remind someone of their value, you increase your own value. Yeah. What we all want. Dave how, yeah. how do people hear you and find you?
0: Uh, so our podcast our podcast is called The Dollop, um, and it's wherever you find podcasts. And in in that same feed, we have another podcast called The Pastimes, which is less less sort of a political history, and it's more just I read a newspaper from a day and.
2: My favorite headline so far is uh, a church service attended by half-witted
1: Italian. Yeah, like, that's
0: right. Yeah, it's just crazy how the like, old headlines are.
1: And are you going back on tour? Well, I had the, the great privilege of seeing you in. Boston. Yeah,
0: we are going to in October. We're going to be in uh, Bloomington, and then Chicago, and Milwaukee, and St. Paul, and Madison. Well, that's our that's our little tour in the it's fall, great.
1: folks. I, I got to tell you, you, if you're in the, those zones, check out Dave Anthony in the Dollop. It is brilliant. It's spontaneous. It's improvised, and it is hilarious, but also incredibly thought provocative so dave thanks so much for coming back thank on you. the dr joe show really appreciate it thank you that was fun all right folks hey, tom we'll see you next week see you. stretch the kindness brush with madness is it sadness or just a show van go